Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm Sal Intradonato here with two Army football grads, Adrian Kalam and Jim Zopolis. We're going to discuss what a win for Army, a 10-7 win over Air Force. And normally you think that, you know, 10-7 games aren't exciting, aren't thrilling. But but this one, I mean, had just about everything in it, except maybe an Army-completed pass that went for positive yardage, right? So uh, uh, first off, uh, Let's let's just get right into it, guys. Uh, just the, the, the way the uh, last couple minutes unfolded there. I mean, a really game changer was the Jabari Moore interception. I mean, you talk about that play to juggle the pick in the end zone, and that gets Army started. And I think we got our Army uh, grinded out drive at the end, didn't we? Definitely, it was uh, it was a classic uh, Army win. Um, and, and, again, that defense has just been consistent throughout the year. Um, and it showed up again this season. And then offense, uh, you know, took over. And, uh, you know, Big Buchanan, he, he punched it in at the very end. So it was a satisfying win all around with, you know, good old classic slugfest football. And I think to your point, though, I think the biggest thing is it seemed like Air Force pressed when they didn't really have to. This was their second effective drive of the second half where they moved the ball they kept going, and then this is the second mistake by Daniels to throw it deep into center field. And the one thing that uh, Air Force was very effective about, they ran that really good post-corner route, find that soft spot in, you know, right behind the soft corner, cover two. And what happened was he threw into coverage again. So he made two critical errors, and I think that interception really uh, was uh, self-induced, not necessary, and really set us up for a total – shift in momentum when we needed it, and then that long drive to cap it off. Man, you look at the, all the things that Army had, I guess you could say, overcome in this game, right? I mean, at the start, you hear Ross Tucker on the TV broadcast say that Army had uh, 50 guys that weren't going to dress this uh, today. Now, were they 50 guys that were going to get into the game? No, not all 50 were going to get into the game, but there were some guys missing. Um, you know, um, I'm trying to think of uh, guys um, that were, you know, key uh, – Raheem Murphy didn't play. He's a second-string slot back. There were a couple wide receivers that we didn't see again. We didn't see Cam Harrison again. You know, um, so they it seemed like they had all the quarterbacks handy, but they have to have to overcome that. And then Tyhere Tyler gets knocked out of the game. Right. And then um, Sandra McCoy's ankle uh, maybe uh, strained his ankle, pulled his ankle. So then you know you're already down. Oh, Cade Bernard didn't play. Anthony Atkins didn't play. So you're down to really. You're down to Jabari Buchanan. I was just going to look it up. Um, 21 carries has got to be his career high, you know, and it's got to be, you know, and and what I think I, I, he had to have like seven carries maybe in that last drive, seven out of the 16, maybe even eight out of the 16. I know that Anderson had five. So, um, you know, I mean, you just like, you know, you look at this team all year long and it just seems like they always have an answer. It seems like, uh, and if they're not in, you know, if they're not, if it's not a close game, I mean, yeah, they had their blowouts, you know, early in the season. And now you're getting the Georgia Southern by a point. You're getting Navy 15, nothing. You're getting 10, seven. These are grind. These are what, what army football is all about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think much too. In the fourth quarter, when we really had to show up, I mean, we really kind of hung around, stuck in there. Defense. Defense was, I think, uh, you know, the key to the last two weeks. Uh, and it was a good old fashioned fist fight. I think the coach Monk had said, listen, if it's going to be up at the parking lot, 
uh, the PX. We're going to go ahead and we're going to take care of business right here. And I think that we welcomed uh, Air Force to reschedule the game after that cancellation, which really changed how we were trying to. Now, first of all, I think we had a monumental effort by our athletic director to even get a full slate of games and then to have cancellations throughout the period. So I think it was great, one, that Air Force was re- able to reschedule. Uh, but two is really is at the end of the year, it's the old uh, it's attrition plus the COVID losses, uh, but still hanging around in the fourth quarter of our final game, deepest into December we've ever been at Mikey Stadium. Yeah. Uh, something I'd like to add that you were uh, talking about earlier, Sal, is, uh, again, these players, the younger players, these players, you know, playing the number two, number three on the depth chart is their uh, ability to step up and, you know, take care of business and get the job done. Um, so a number of players did that today, and that's obviously been done throughout the season at the quarterback position. Um, even and even hats off to again Buchanan. Um, you know he looked like he busted a tire there, had a bad ankle, or something was wrong with his running ability. But you, you know the kid, uh, he, he toughed it out mentally and said he's going to take care of business, and he got the job done. Um, and again, that's that's I think that's part of the personality, the cu- culture and mindset of, uh, of Army football players and, uh, you know, hats off to the coaches um, for everything that they've done and instilling that mindset uh, to this day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell you, I hate to say it, but I think that's the most cardio uh, Buchanan seen in <laughs> the academy. Yeah. Right. Boys don't like cardio either. Yeah, I mean, well, he, he, Bam's a good athlete, and he and he's and he's got some quickness that you don't really see. And and the, to get to keep moving on that on that fourth down carry too, because he had gotten stopped a couple times, you know. And I thought that on the second down play, man, he went wide, and I'm like, how did he not get into the end zone on that play? You yeah. know, it seemed like he had some room. And then you know, you just run up the middle, you, you run up the middle the third time, and you're like, man. I, I was writing in the game story. Was this going to be a reversal of fortune? Was this going to be Army having the fourth, fourth and goal stand against Navy, but not getting through on the fourth down against Air Force that will cost them the game? Well, you know, it didn't happen. It, it all worked out. We have to right fresh from the start. You talked about guys stepping up, Adrian. How about Cam Jones? You know, Cam Jones, we haven't seen Cam Jones at corner the last couple games, and he has to play because I'm guessing, you know, guys like, um, you know, Bordeaux and, and McDuffie aren't available to play, and he comes up. Yeah, that he threw in the he threw in the coverage, Daniels, but he comes up with a, a big play from the start. And um, you know, Army needed need to get off to a, a really solid start, at least defensively in this game, and that's what they got with that with that Cam Jones pick. So, yeah, agreed. It's um, I think that helped set the tone, um, and you know, showed Air Force that uh, this is our house and that our defense is here, and it, it made a statement. Um, and again, you know, the, the second pick that they had uh, in the second half, uh, again, same thing. It completely shut down and threw, I think, Air Force's uh, mentality off. So, um, you know, again, throughout the season, that defense has always been there. And that helped carry us uh, into today's victory as well. Seemed like Nate Woody. I mean, wow. That is the, the higher of the – what. I mean, we're we're in 2020, so I guess we're starting a new decade. But I mean, that is, that is a, a great hire, and maybe I, I I've heard Coach Munkin talk about how he's tried tried to get Nate Woody. This is like his third time he tried to get him as coach, you wow. know. So wow, I mean, it's really paid off, and it, it's yeah. just like there's not really a, a flinching to this defense. And you look at you know, we're sitting at as they're celebrating uh, with the Commander in Chief's trophy. I'm sitting on the couch, and my wife's asking me. Um, you know, what are they looking like? Next, we're already looking at next year already, you know, and I'm like, 
man, they're a young team. They're not other than the offensive line. There are not many seniors out out there on this team. There's two starting seniors today on defense. You know, it, it's it's crazy how you're right, Adrian. How they develop these guys. I mean, it's just and a lot of that stuff is coming on defense with the depth because they've needed it, right? They've needed it in the secondary at corner, and right. they needed they needed it on the line because uh, Bonzu's been in and out, and you know, linebackers Jeremiah Lowry. We didn't see Andre Carter today, who's really blossomed toward the end of the season. So, I mean, man, it's just – it's incredible. Because, guys, you look at this um, – I call it a two-game gauntlet, right? I mean, it was a two-game gauntlet for, for the Commander-in-Chief's trophy. And, yes, both of their games were at home. But I, I, I thought that maybe this – the way it set up favored Air Force because they only played five games, you know, and they maybe didn't have the injuries that Army may have uh, encountered in, ten, in a 10-game season so far. But it didn't work out that way, you know. So that that was my take, but he's fun in a different way. So well, in addition to that, Sal, I mean, after the Army Navy game, and it is so emotional. And when you leave everything out on the field and realize that you have to also battle another service academy on top of that. We haven't seen this type of scenario ever. Right. And it's something Adrian and I didn't have to deal with, but I can recall um, being emotionally drained after the Navy game. And I think the greatest credit to get that coaching staff and keeping everybody back and the eyes on the prize and the ultimate in, in the commander in chief's trophy, them keeping every solid focus, 50 people down. And again, whether or not they started or not, it totally changed how they were able to practice, how they were able to prepare. Uh, so to me, I think it was a monumental effort by the coaching staff and certainly by the players that had to execute the plan to come back off of a draining win um, and, a, and a magical victory over our arch rival Navy and to come back and have to play Air Force seven days later. Pretty impressive. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I look at, um, you know, they have what, the, they have the assistant coach of the year award nationally, right? And I'm looking like, how the heck did Nate Woody not get included in that? You know, I mean, how, how is, I, John Saturno has done a great job with the special teams, right? They, oh, yeah. They blocked seven kicks. But where is Nate Woody on this list? You can't have multiple candidates from teams. I guess you can't probably. But if you could, I mean, he, he's definitely uh, missing from that list. The, the Broyles Award. I'm like, what? 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 I mean, he's this is incredible. And you have to give. You know what? You have to give Brent Davis and Cody Worley, the quarterbacks coach, a lot of credit too, because it seemed like they had Anderson ready. Um, they, they had Anderson ready this week. Um, last week, you know, it was Ty here the whole way. And um, for the last two games, he's taken all the snaps. So, you know, um, they had Christian Anderson ready. And, uh, man, you got to give him a lot of credit, too, in this game, guys, don't you, for coming in coming in and uh, performing. And, and you know, he, he, he didn't turn the ball over, you know. And that, that's key in these games, you know. He, he, um, and, he, and he picked up that crucial fourth, fourth down in that game-winning drive. So. Right. And I think that goes back to his ability – not ability, but – his, uh, the opportunities that he had to start early, earlier in the season, uh, you know, gave him a little bit of comfort uh, under the center. So, um, again, stepped in, uh, took care of business, and, you know, led the team to victory. Kristen, and, and the fact that he stepped in in the second quarter, it's almost like he stepped on as it was the start of the game. He, yeah. he almost approached. He jumped on the field like he was a starter. Right. What was great about the – to me is I, I love the play calling up the middle. I love the follow. And really what it was is we're going to pound this down your throat. Mm -hmm. And what was good in that little changeup that I think uh, Anderson gave 
was the ability to get outside, make those critical moves, and then, you know, first downs. And he, he was calm. He was calm. He was in control. So there was – it's that committee of quarterbacks. And, again, Coach Worley, I think, has done a phenomenal job. The quarterback by committee, everybody was a starter. Anybody could have been starter. You had five quarterbacks that could have interchanged and easily started that game, and I think been as effective as the other. And uh, just a phenomenal job by two quarterbacks – Early, we got the thing moving right up the gut, and an unfortunate, you know, contact injury—a helmet-to-helmet contact—transferred right over, and it was like we didn't miss a beat. It was perfect. I do not know how a penalty was not called on that play. I, I don't. I don't know how a penalty was not called on that play. I, I get it. It's an it's an option offense, but I mean, he led with his helmet. I mean, I just don't get how that wasn't. How that guy, that guy's still making tackles in the second half, you know, and, and having an effect on the game where, you know, I don't, I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure. I know, you know, you could say, you could talk, say all you want about the targeting rule, right? And that how it, should the players be ejected for a hit that, you know, sometimes it's, it's a reaction. Sometimes it's a reaction, but man, I don't know. I mean, I thought that that was, should have been flagged and it cost Army their quarterback, you know, their right. starting quarterback. Now, if this is any other year, who knows where they would be if this was a year where it was a Bradshaw year, right? And then Bradshaw's your starter every every game. Who knows how it went? But this year, everything we talk about it, everything just seems to fall in place. Guys step up and uh, play play their roles pretty well. And uh, you know, you, you look at t- today, you look like I looked at that before that drive, right before the game winning drive. I think it was it a three. I think it was a three and out. And I'm like. What the heck? What the heck was it? Third down play, fullback on third and five or third and seven. What are we? Why is not? Why is not Terrell Robinson getting the ball on the outside? Yeah. Why are we running the fastest player on our team up the middle? middle. You, what we're gonna? He's gonna find a hole and, and break one? No, you got to get him to the outside. And I thought that finally, when they got him to the outside, at least you get Air Force's defense thinking a little bit, right? Yeah. And then you throw the the, the Christian Anderson at him too it's not going to be – they can't really stack the middle so much and maybe it separates a little bit to at least give a little bit of variety to the offense. You know, I'm not – I get it. We're a fullback – Army is a fullback-driven offense. I get it. But sometimes I'm like, come on, let's get the – you have these guys at slot back for a reason to make plays. And when they used Robinson, he, he, he got the job done. So, I mean um, – yeah, they didn't have to. <laughs> they have to throw the ball much, and they, it's a it's a pretty much a grinded game to begin with. I get it. So, did he uh, just have? If I may ask questions, so did he just have that one run? If, if I remember correctly, uh, Robinson touched the ball more than that. He, he had he had four carries. The first four. three were up the gut, up the middle. You know, just kind of a misdirection type of deal. And I don't know. I mean, I just don't. And then, and then you know that pass. I mean, Anderson was just throwing the ball away basically when he caught that pass, and he was. I mean, he tried to make something out of it, but he had the sideline against him, right? So I mean, he got nothing out of that pass. But man, I mean, look at um, look at last week against Navy when they threw the ball to him, right? I yeah. just, I get it. Run. I thought maybe when the offense was struggling a little bit, you know, early, early second half, put the play action, put the ball in the air. You know, I mean, I mean, I get it. I mean, you have guys who have been in and out of the lineup at wide receiver. And you know what? To be honest with you, I thought Ty, Ty Harris, um pass on that pop pass, you know, do you, 
that was a tough play. It was a little bit behind Chris Cameron, but I thought he was going to come down with that. I thought he was going to come down with that play, you know. So, and in this game too, I mean, you got to score touchdowns. I think it looked a little bit like uh, he did try and throw it in a hole where he was, you know, and you know where he was going to. He had to kind of somewhat throw him open into a spot. It would have been a tough catch, but uh, that that was pretty. Uh, that was a tough one right there to let that one slip away because touchdowns weren't going to come at a premium today. And uh, as far as the, you know, the rhythm is, you know, we're not throwing the ball and obviously everybody was, you know, we're stacked up in the box. And the fact, I think it was a great play call on the, he was open is really the bottom line. And, um, you know, and, and again, it's back to your, your point on Robinson is I like to see Robinson in open space. I like to see him one-on-one. We've seen him in multiple times where he's gone one-on-one and there's just been defender shoes left on the field because he is so good one-on-one I mean early in the season where he's running a reverse and you know and broke the guy's heart I mean a defender's heart had him dead to rights and you know poof and he's gone I think he's going to be a very special talent in the future I think you saw that a little bit in Tyler today when he could get to the outside there maybe the maybe the Navy defenders were just slow but they it looked like they were they were going to have a beat on Tyler and he just got to the edge faster than the Navy defenders and was able to get some some yardage. And yeah, I think it's a little bit different this this offense. Yeah, it's the grind it out, but you have the guys who are your chunk guys in this offense, right? I mean, to me, it's Robinson and Tyler right now. I mean, those are your chunk guys. I mean, so you, get, you try to get them. And Tyler, granted, he did run a lot when he was in the game. You know, it seemed like it was, you know, most, mostly his show early on. And um, man, I mean, what, what more can we really say about this performance? Are the, are the, you know, now the Commander-in-Chief's trophy comes back to West Point. Um, you know, and now now they, they await, I guess, tomorrow they'll announce the bowl game um, opponent, Independence Bowl. Quick turnaround again, right, guys? I mean, you're going to have – I'm not sure. I think they probably would leave, like, maybe on a Tuesday to go down to Shreveport. So it's like, you might get, like, you know – a, one practice or two practices in at West Point, and then you're off. I guess it'll be warmer weather down there. Maybe I don't know, but uh, you know, it, it looks. Like, can they get a? Can this be their third 10, 10 win season in four years? They're one win away. It's crazy. I really, I think it can. And uh, there's a couple aspects to that. One, if the Pac-12 heard rumblings about the Pac-12 potentially not participating in the Independence Bowl, that hasn't been verified. So realistically, it's one of the teams that we're looking out for is Arizona State. Arizona State doesn't play the triple option. I think that's uh, obviously advantage Army. Uh, Arizona State looked very impressive offensively against Arizona team, putting up 70 points, and it wasn't even close in their rivalry game. Uh, but on the other side of that is they're, they're going to be rested. Uh, they're going to be you know healthy, uh, anticipating that type of matchup. To me, is my recommendation is all the finals are done for the cadets. Exactly. Get to Louisiana as fast as possible and, and get your – Get your game and bow legs on as soon as possible. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to add that same thing, Zop, in regards to not having the stress of tournaments and, tournaments and the other cadets around and all the uh, military requirements that are, you know, that might be lingering. So that's all out of the way. All they have to do is focus on practice, film, and uh, and rest, and, you know, they should be ready to rock and roll. My mindset, you know, bring on any team in this country. We've shown that we can hang, and uh, I'm sure they'll do that, uh, you know, in this bowl game. Man, uh, my, my stepson's a recent Coastal Carolina grad, and I so wanted to see the I want the Army coach. We're going to get that in a couple of years. I think in 2022 they're going to play each other. And that was a game that Army signed on for, thinking, okay, Coastal's going to start their program. 
a couple of years back. Let's get some games with Coastal. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if you want to play those guys right now. You know, they opened. I think the 2022 season at Coastal. I think I could be wrong, but man, oh, wow. that's not, that's not a game you want to play right now. I mean, <laughs> you know. So I want to see jealously. I want to see Army and Coastal in the bowl game. That's not going to happen. Uh, Coastal couldn't even play their their Sun Belt Championship game uh, today. But um, man, I just like to see a different matchup. To me. Uh, I, I, the the bowl tie-ins, yeah, you got to have one. I guess your army because you're independent, right? You got to have a bowl tie-in, and it's like, hang on, between between us, between us guys, Arizona State doesn't do much for me. So you know, I mean, it just doesn't. That game doesn't do much for me. Uh, as far as um, you know, facing a little bit, I, I know that they're not going to get, I guess, a top twenty-five team. And what is a top twenty-five team anyway in uh, two thousand twenty? Right, because. Yeah. Yeah. You know, some teams are playing 10 games some teams are playing five and you know so but i don't know we'll see maybe maybe jim maybe maybe there will be it will be a good a good game and a challenge because if if arizona state can score points then we'll see how you know how this army defense can finish the season strong or not to me it's it was a definitely a bounce back year i think coach edwards done a great job at arizona state i think realistically is i was more excited uh more so from a conference standpoint Playing against a Power 5 conference in any bowl game is pretty exciting as it is. So I think leaning into that, and sure, I'm speculating about Arizona State. Uh, but on the other side of that is, you know, if for some reason the rumors do come true, Pac-12 does potentially step out, you know, you could get a hometown game with a really good team in Louisiana. So they didn't play the championship, and I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. Yeah, As far as rankings-wise, Coastal is ahead of uh, Louisiana. It'd be great to see Louisiana down there, and that is a good football team. So if you want to be the best, let's go take them on. Exactly. Yeah, we we mentioned a lot about this game. And, you know, just for the whole season, right, I mean, this has just been – We've talked about it. they've gone where you're not. We're not even sure they're going to have it. You know, scheduled. They lost all their games. They did a good job of replacing all their games. They get really right. They get for 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 scheduling three FCS teams. They received some flack for that, but I mean, you got to fill your schedule, and they were able to do it. And now, I mean, this you you might we might look back on the season and say this to me. This season is a pleasant surprise. That's how I would describe it so far. I mean, maybe even better than that because now you're you have you have the commander in chief's trophy. I don't know how you guys feel about that. <laughs> I feel really good about it personally. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. It's that is something. Regardless if you have six games under your belt or eleven games, you know, total played during the season is those are games you just don't pass on. And that commander in chief's trophy for us is so important, right. and it has been one of those priorities. Is one has always beat Navy. And then two is that commander chief trophy is so special. And the fact that we're winning it three out of the last four years has really shown that positive momentum that coach Munkin has brought in. Uh, it, it is so, you know, for, uh, you know, my opportunity to get that commander in chief's trophy that slipped through the fingers, Adrian and I played together and we had a really, really good opportunity, a good football team leading into the 1995 campaign. You know, now the 25th anniversary of the 99 yard drive against Navy those are the things that we'll never forget. And, uh, you know, it's you look back in some of the regrets and where you you may have had that opportunity uh, to to get that commander chief trophy. That's that's one that kind of still stings to this day. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Zop. Um, again, losing to Air Force when we were there, not unfortunately not having 
an opportunity to beat them while we were there through the 92 through 95 seasons. Um, and, you know, future generations and their ability to beat Air Force now, it, it means a lot, especially for the older grads who never had that opportunity. Uh, and I think even then, and Zop, I'm sure you'd agree, we had a little bit more passion, not a little, we had a lot more passion for wanting to beat Air Force because of the streak that they had on us. Um, you know, we, we beat Navy all four years. We're proud of that. But beating Air Force back then um, meant a whole lot more. And seeing what the team and the coaches are producing now, the fact that they, we can actually bring home and claim the CIC on an almost uh, annual basis is, uh, is huge. It pays dividends and it's going to, um, you know, I think what the coaches have in addition to recruiting, um, we, we got a great product here uh, at Army West Point. You know, Adrian, too, is the, the fact that, uh, you know, we do feel a little bit, I think, uh, you know, a great pride in the fact that we did finally break the streak in the teammates we played with. The 96 campaign is where we did lock up that Commander-in-Chief trophy with that win at West Point. And it was just it was one of those days that I'll never forget is seeing uh, our seniors, you know, going out as, as Adrian and I were lieutenants. I know tuned in from, you know, points afar. Yeah. And just really tuned into that game and to watch our teammates uh, the year prior close the deal, finish yeah. up Air Force, yeah. and win Commander-in-Chief Trophy, that was really, really special. There's not really a program in the country like Army when it comes to that, the pride of the uh, of the uh, the, the football uh, brotherhood, right? The, the, um, the grads and, like, you know, for you guys to see the program succeed after like, you know, we don't want to go into to it in depth, but there were, you know, Jeff Munkin's really, he, he's changed the trajectory of this program. No doubt. You thought last year, maybe they were going to take it. They took a step back, but man, they bounced right back. And, you know, again, not working with much in the lines of returning, losing a lot of, losing a lot of talent from a five and eight team and having to really, and, and not being able to, you know, do too much off season work. And bam, I mean, just it, it is a, amazing. I think we would be remiss. Um, just a um, couple couple things. We'll just remiss to not talking about Eric Smith's performance in this game. Eric had yes, uh, the ball, and and also uh, called being a Bonzu. I mean, Bonzu didn't get a chance to play last week. He, he, I don't know. He just he just missed the game. I don't know if it was injury related or not, but he definitely was a factor this game. He, he I don't know. If, uh, he didn't start. But he definitely made his presence known physically. They showed a. I remember them showing a highlight of him, you know, tossing around a three hundred and fifteen pound quote all American guard. You know, <laughs> so, so I mean, um, all conference. <laughs> I don't know, all American. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I haven't checked the all American list lately. Uh, but I mean, man, his presence was felt. I mean, they didn't have a. They didn't have Ryan Duran today, and. Um, you know, it didn't matter because Abanzu, they, they rotate the defensive line well. And maybe, you know, you didn't hear Cockrell or Armadale West's name as much today, but that meant they were doing their job. You know, that mean, meant they were holding their blocks and they were letting the other guys make the plays, right? I mean, that's the way – that's the game I was I, – that's how I look at it. So. That, that points out with the defense. And honestly, is everybody doing their job? The one play that was most indicative of that – where you had Caden Remsburg try to pull a, yeah. uh, you know, the, the reversal of field in the back, and you saw everybody holding yeah. their lane. They said and, and, and honestly, to me, as was that was beautiful defense. Yeah. Everybody moving to the ball and everybody maintaining their discipline, great, great tackling angles, uh, you know, for a critical three-yard loss. 
Great point. I tried to take that play off the TV onto my phone. And I still have the subtitles up on my TV. So I'm gonna, I was going to put it up and I was going to say, how to defend the option 101 on that play, right? I mean, that was it. That was everybody. You're right. Absolutely. Dude. That was like, that was like, uh, man, I, I think that, you know, sometimes they're doing these Zoom meetings, these coaches. If you want to show how to defend the option, you you show that play 10 times in a row. You know, tell their, tell their like high school teams or whatever, younger, you know, just this is how you, you just show that constantly. Um, great point. Great point. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll close it out here and we'll, we'll, put, we'll put you guys on the spot a little bit. Um, who you think the game MVP? Who's your? Who would you give your game ball to to this game? Well, I yield to uh, you know the fine gentlemen out there in the greater uh, DC area. Adrian, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I'll say Buchanan um, again. He showed a lot of guts playing injured at that particular time. You know, uh, what was it fourth in the yard, fourth and two, and coach said, "Hey, it's you know it's your responsibility." Let's do this. Um, and that O-line as well. Um, that, that that was a great drive and a great way to finish it off and said, this is our house. Air Force, take your butts out of here and go home. We we got the CIC this year. Yeah, Adrian, I'm going to have to agree with you. It was the Fat Men Club. Okay, those good guys up front is 25 years ago, our last memory of being an Army football player was 99 yards and over eight-minute drive to beat to beat Navy 14-13 uh, in one of the most memorable games uh, that I've ever played in. And it was all because we had guys like Joel Davis, Eddie Stover, Bill Blair, Mike Wells. Our classmates were the ones that paved uh, 99 yards to victory. They will always go down as the drive. And again, as the 25th anniversary, it couldn't have been more special for our fat men worldwide watching this. <laughs> our fat men of 2000 and 20 show up and have the drive of their own. And don't forget John Graves on that catch either. Johnny Graves. Uh, but to me, is he's way too skinny to be considered with the MVPs of today, the fat right. man. So you're giving, Jim, you give it to the offensive line, right? Offensive line, hands down, clutch, absolutely clutch. The big uglies showed up when they had to. And, and again, in the first three quarters, drive, 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 and they seemed to just stall out and didn't have that little bit extra. And when they really needed it, when they were tired, after a turnover, that magnificent drive that not only scored the game-winning touchdown, but ate up enough clock, forced Air Force to call all three timeouts, which I think really forced them to press a little bit, a deflected uh, you know, interception into the arms of uh, Eric Smith, who played an awesome game. Eric and Johnny inside, I think, were runners-up for defensive players of the game for sure. Yeah, my, if I can continue south, we have a little bit more time. Yep, go ahead. Um, Again, um, if I can give a number two, uh, a deep the defense itself overall, mm -hmm. uh, just an outstanding job throughout the game. And even when Air Force had that one drive where they aired it out, um, you know, they came back, tightened up. Um, the turnovers were, were huge momentum uh, changers for, for the game. And um, so what the defense has been de demonstrating all season long is just, uh, you know, relentless pursuit and, um, and, and trying to, you know, control the added the mentality of the game. Yeah, when I put it out last week for the Navy game, a lot of people were saying just give it to the whole defense, right? Yeah. I mean, but um, I'll go off the board and I'll go Bonzu just because we didn't know what we were going to get out of him today. You know, I knew he was coming back, but that what, what, how would we he he would affect the game? And I thought he affected the game. He gave the defensive line a little bit of a 
little bit more of an attitude there and the tip pass there um, basically seals the game. I'll go off the board with Bonzu. I want to mention one more thing before we go off. Uh, I'll probably say that one more time before we're done. But um, <laughs> how about at the end of the first half? And, you know, you look at so much of a, what Jeff Munkin does is based on analytics, right? Or so they say is based on analytics. And the fact that Troy Calhoun let the clock run and not go for on a, you know, try to take the points on that field goal there instead of going for it. I, I joked around on Twitter and said, he's not, I guess he's not a big fan of the analytics because he's, that's more of an old school approach there to me, which sometimes that's how I look at things too. But you know, he, he, he was playing for points there and out. I mean, maybe that's a, a chance that maybe um, it's weird. They didn't take the chance there. Right. But they took the chance on that second and two to throw the ball down the field. Right. Right, Jim, like we said, I mean, yeah. I don't know. They could have played conservatively there and maybe took a chance at the end of the first half. I don't know. I, I was texting back and forth with an Army fan um, after the game, and they were saying that Munkin outcoached um, Calhoun today. I agree. Um, I, agree. I think yeah. his aggressiveness, first of all, is yeah. analytics. You stay true to form. I think smash mouth football. I think that, you know, the way that we went for it. So we did get stopped on a fourth down. But he's, he kept that aggressive nature of it. I think where Coach Calhoun may have been kicking field goals is he had pretty high confidence coming off of a mopping up of Utah State last week or last game. Uh, I think that they were anticipating scoring more. Uh, I don't think they anticipated three interceptions, that's for sure. Uh, but on the other side of that is I think they kicked field goals and we're saying, okay, we can score points now because I think we're going to get in the end zone later. Uh, mistake, clearly a mistake at the end. And you look at it hindsight. And uh, again, is I, I think the more aggressive nature of, you know, the really the way that we approach the game, I think, as far as does get in the win category for coaching for Coach Munkin. No doubt. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. This has been fun. And uh, we have one more game to go this season, right? So, I mean, it's, it's not over. Now, usually, like, it's Navy and then the bowl game. And now we got Air Force in between Navy and a bowl game. I don't, you know, it's a little – it's 2020. We get it. So, but it's, it's been, this has been a great ride and I really appreciate your guys insight and also your stories going into the past of army football too. Those are always, uh, I always love hearing those. So I uh, appreciate your time tonight. Yeah. Thanks, hey, for so, thanks, thanks for all your time and, and thanks for what you do. Covering army football. So especially done a phenomenal job. And anytime I get a chance to spend time with my brothers like Adrian Kalam is always a great win for me. Awesome. We're going to sign off here from the Black Knight Nation post game. Army wins 10 to 7 and claims the Commander in Chief's trophy for the third time in the last four years. Have a good night.